Hello, fellow kids. This is Corey, and this is the the Anthem Podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 290-89 of the the Anthem Podcast, coming to you from the hashtag OTALA Studios, high above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for listening on your podcatcher of choice. Again, I I don't know how many times I have to say this. The easiest place to find it is anchor.fm forward slash OTALA. It'll direct you to iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It'll direct you to Google Podcasts. It'll direct you to Spotify. It'll take you everywhere you need to go. It's like an Amex back in the day. Mm. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> now that I have my podcaster voice on, uh, you can make sure... <laughs> <laughs> now that you're not dying. Make sure to join us uh, also at... Uh, you can find uh, at oh, the Anthem on Instagram and Twitter, where you can find more of the same funny stuff week upon... Well, day upon day, in between episodes. Uh, you can find this and every episode, uh, most episodes, recorded live at facebook.com forward slash oh, the Anthem. In fact, you're probably watching right now. And if you're not, make sure you join us next week live on Facebook on Monday evening. Uh, and of course... Uh, all the videos will always be available at youtube.com forward slash over the anthem with everything else and including that at over the anthem.com, including uh, the merch store, which has some good stuff in it. That's how we do it. And people should uh, go check that out. Yeah. So uh, we have a lot to get to this week. Uh, by the way, I am just cracking up for my description. In, uh, did you see the Facebook description? No. Hold it's on. Monday. Mon from the Jaken for man. Jamaican. Jamaican yeah. for man. Yeah. Day from the Latin podcast, so of course we're yep. celebrating. So I'm running on like uh, 10 hours sleep for uh, the most of the week. I hope uh, that most people just start reading the topic and they're reading the thing and going like, what the fuck is this about? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's what we're going for now. We're getting into that like, uh, let me just see. Um, but, oh, what's Bill Burr saying? You reach a certain age and you're just like, fuck it. I'm going to say it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> That's basically it. I I, uh, I would like to bring up one thing before we get too deep into it. Okay. Uh, just a, a conversation from the past week. Yes. Um, Rachel has been getting on me about figuring out what our couple's costume is going to be for Halloween. Yeah. Uh, famously, and, famous uh, couple's costumes from you guys. Well, I mean, we did BoJack and uh, Princess Caroline once. Yes, and that, yeah. that went really well. Yeah. Um, you did the gods. Yeah. That one year. Yeah, we did like Greek gods. Last year was... She was a giraffe, or was that just for work? I think that was just for work. I think I was working on Halloween like the last two years, so I didn't really have like. I need a soundboard. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But uh, I said, why don't we go literary? And I'll go as Scott Fitzgerald, and you can go as Zelda. Yeah. And then she was like, I'm worried nobody's going to know who Zelda Fitzgerald is. And she's right. Well,. I, I, I'm still hoping, beyond hope, that if I put this out to the podcast audience, that other people will know who Zelda Fitzgerald is. So if you do, then just like you know, let me know at some point. And uh, if you don't, then be like, who the fuck is Zelda Fitzgerald? Also, I mean... <laughs> the winner becomes a shirt. <laughs> really, uh, now that I think about it, that's a perfect costume for you. Because when I think about somebody who could play in costume, Matt Boner. Banner? <laughs> Banner? Bonner? Bonner? Okay. Yeah. I think Corey Baker. That's <laughs> who I think of. Uh, right? He was, he was F. Scott Fitzgerald in Zelda, or Z. Oh, I don't remember. Amazon. That was a really Three young seasons. Scott Fitzgerald. Three though. seasons of that show. I'm going more for the. I'm going for more the last tycoon Fitzgerald. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> like right at the end, drunk all the time. Oh wait, is nobody that knows. Where, is nobody that knows Grimmer? where he is. Going for the Kelsey Grimmer? No, Kelsey Grimmer was somebody else in that. Oh, are you <sighs> talking about the last tycoon? Yeah, I didn't actually show? watch it yet. Because Matt Bonner's in that, too. And Weird. It just keeps coming back around. 
You must really like Fitzgerald. <laughs> I just really like Matt Bonner. I don't know what to tell you. I was looking forward to him as Christian Gray, and then uh, all my hopes were dashed. Uh, mm. And uh, speaking of dashing everybody's hope, let's just go on in to sports ball. <laughs> just when you thought you weren't going to get it this week, <laughs> of course we bring it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, good news, though. Ravens win. Yes. So there's that. Uh, apparently in Seattle. In Seattle. When everyone thought we were going to lose, so that's always good. And I think that uh, Lamar's hands must be aching because it's like they didn't practice at all. I felt like every down he was like <laughs> clapping his hands like, look at me, dummy. Look at me. Okay, good. Yes. Now we're now we're all on the same page. Um, but the 12th man was in effect. It's also, you know, uh, Baltimore very famous for... Uh, Shutting bullshit so loud that it mm-hmm. ended up on national TV, but that they had to mute the crowd. Yeah, on yeah. Monday Night Football. Uh, it is. Uh, it's always amazing that you can hear how loud the crowd is. Yeah, through the TV when they play in Seattle. So maybe they're piping in uh, crowd noise. Who knows? Mm. I just I, I think that when they designed that stadium, they they had thought about how to make like the loudest place. Yeah, like just in part of that's why it sort of got like this weird like canyon shaped with like the open end kind of thing echoing down like i feel like it echoes sound Mm. really loud yeah um devious um but but, you know the team looked good though yeah and you know i i I missed most of the game unfortunately i was at an event but uh when i got home i was pleasantly surprised to see the ravens putting it away in the fourth quarter which is something that i feel like recently hasn't been as much of a strength of their team yeah we don't see that a lot um, recently by which you mean but the having, last five years or something. But so. having two straight two downs in the fourth quarter that took up like 15 minutes of time. Like that's all I really ever want. Yeah. Yeah. Figure out a way to keep it alive and just continue like pushing down the field until you succeed. Like that's basically it. Like, yeah. And uh, I don't mean, give them a chance. Unlike uh, the Chiefs who've lost their quarterback. Uh, and the Cardinals, who had a whopping 104 passing yards this week, and won, surprisingly enough. Um, it looks like a well-balanced team. The defense doesn't look bad. Uh, is it Andre Parker? Andre Peters? Andre Peters. Who's the new guy? Marcus Peters? Marcus Peters. Yes. Um, making a, a splash on his first week as yeah. a Raven. And I love Marlon Humphreys, by the way. I think Marlon Humphreys is now like my new favorite defensive player. Because uh, with the punch out a couple weeks ago against the Browns, I think it was. Yeah. And then the fumble that he recovered in the game here (laughs) with the Seahawks, both of them just like he just has a nose for the ball. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to describe uh, Ed Reed just happened to find himself in the area of the ball a lot. Yeah. Like, even though people were trying not to let him be anywhere near the ball. He would just magically appear where the ball would be. I, like, I always and love the. There's uh, lots of recover fumble recoveries from Ed Reed because of that. You know the quarterback cam where it's like, all right, so we're gonna show you what uh, Matt Ryan just saw on this play. So you see him turn his head right, and there's Ed Reed, and he looks left, and he sees the open receiver, and uh, starts to throw the ball, and then oh here, uh, magically appearing on that yeah. side of the field is Ed Reed, and uh, he intercepts the ball and runs it back for a pick. That's what I liked about the Marcus Peters interception was like, it just looked like Russell Wilson is like, oh, he's wide open there on the sideline, and then as soon as the ball was like in the air, he's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, but to his credit. There's the guy I didn't see. Made for the sideline, like he was going to yeah. make a play. Uh, slightly embarrassed with like the uh, Madden tap the X juke move where he's just like, ur, ur, and Russell Wilson goes, Throwing himself out of bounds. Speaking, speaking of 
uh, Madden type shit. Lamar Jackson just is. I I would I maintain that there's nobody I'd rather have with the ball in his hands than Lamar Jackson yeah. at this point. Like, it, there's been no other than maybe like Barry Sanders. I feel like there's nobody who can turn nothing into something more yeah. than Lamar Jackson. And to remind you, Barry Sanders is a man whose lower half of his body was not actually attached to the upper half of his body. He was he was born as a Tasmanian devil. Yeah. <laughs> Just the legs are moving and he could I love watching video where you see him keep his shoulders square to the to the line and then he's just turning his hips and like yeah. digging right, jump well, left, but his shoulders don't move. So he's what's just, what's particularly amazing to me about Lamar is it looks like he's running and then he'll like do these like stop moves, like these little like stutter steps and stuff like that that literally look like there's like a glitch in the matrix. Yeah. Like yeah. like just like he stopped and everyone else continues moving and then he continues. Like it doesn't make sense as far as like watching somebody like him just like running for like the number of times where it looks like the you know like a defensive end like has a hand on his shoulder. Yeah. And in the Joe Flacco years it means that that's a sack. Sack. Yeah. Uh and you could see Lamar like get hit by a D lineman 7 yards back and you're just like, "Oh no." That's a huge loss for us. And then all of a sudden he runs and then he gets a first down and then he's 20 yards up and you're just like, yeah, it's a whole like, new ballgame. Like, or uh, taking a It was going to be fourth and 17 and now it's first and we're 20 yards closer than we were before. Uh, like Taking a 19 step drop that he somehow worms his way to a first down yeah. and you're like, this is not Madden. What are you doing? You're just backing up towards this. Well, the n- and- number of times too where like you just see like, somebody break through the middle of the line and then Lamar just has to like scramble out. Mm-hmm. Like, and he just sees the person break through and he's just like, all right, got to go to the right here. And it's look like, like he's just like sort of like taking natural steps, but he's just moving so much quicker. Like it's like yeah. <laughs> Lamar Jackson is listening to your podcast at one and a half speed. And, you know, <laughs> I think I made fun of him uh, for saying at the season opening, like not a glitch, just wait and see. But he is looking like, you playing Madden. Yeah. That is what every game looks like. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it feels almost unfair to have someone like him. Yeah. And you know, I, I feel like get the, the rushing is so exciting. I think that's what it is, but uh, you know, as a passer, he's been doing everything he needed to do yeah. other than maybe the Pittsburgh game. But again, Pittsburgh and Raven games are not supposed to be looked at like it, it shouldn't be included as part of the sample data when you're trying to yeah. come up with what the teams look like. It's just an ugly. It's a fist fight. It's not the same as like Tyson yeah. and Holyfield in the ring. 60 <laughs> minute street fight that you just hope to survive by the time you get. And people are pulling out like, you know, knives in the corner and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And actually, if I mean that's the Bengals game actually where the knives come out. Um, but no, Vontez Perfect plays for the Raiders now, even oh, though he's suspended for the rest of the year for unsportsmanlike conduct. Uh, I, and- I always loved like the people who were just like. Because Vontaze Perfect was like just like a, a awful player on the field, like dirtiest he doesn't have player he, ever. dirtiest player like on the field though. So there's kind of like a a valor to being a dirty player on the field, <laughs> as long as you're not like beating your wife or like doing anything untoward off the field. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like there's like a part of like the people who apologize for Vontaze Perfect is just like people are way too weird about the rules nowadays. I don't. He's just playing. You know. Uh, I don't understand why you're not allowed. I mean, he was just making a good tackle. From the sideline all the way to the crowd and throwing him backwards into the fans. 
Like, listen, you might say if he, that's against the rules. I don't want to watch football anymore. You might say he led with his helmet. Yes, he left his feet, <laughs> formed a missile where his head was the in fact the warhead, and slammed it directly into the. I understand head. he shot the quarterback, but. I mean, the way the game's going, he's just a trailblazer, as far as I'm concerned. It's, listen, There's going to be a lot more shootings on the field. This, this is not the Browns. There were no orange jackets on the field. He had no idea who he wasn't supposed to shoot. Um, quarter, quarterbacks were like, yeah. like uh, what, what do they give to like the, the lawyers and like the paramedics who enter like war oh, the bright, zones? Oh, the bright green, uh, yeah. the, it's the bright green uh, bulletproof vest. Yeah, where it's just like, like, don't shoot observer. me. Yeah, don't shoot me. <laughs> I mean, or just a regular old orange uh, hunting shirt. It's just like, please don't. I, you can see me. I'm not in camouflage. Don't shoot me. Uh, Tom Brady just like, I'm just a man trying to deliver mail today. I mean, listen, if somebody was going to get shot, it really should be him. Uh, but uh, I won't uh, pan the cameras over to the, uh, the shrine that Corey has built in his room. Given the news of the week with young quarterbacks, I feel like we are blessed that uh, nothing bad has happened thus far to our own quarterback. Yes. I, yes. I mean, we, <laughs> Knocking on wood. Yeah, that's, uh, because uh, the sense of defeat that uh, one of my employees came in with, he's a huge Kansas City fan and has been mm. talking a lot of smack all season long and then came in on Monday like, or Friday, came in on Friday like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, no, you know, listen, uh, we're just we're just excited to be out there on the field playing every day, and uh, you know, I mean, like, so at least at the very least, I think that uh, I, I can't remember who came in for uh, Mahomes, but it was like you know, like some crafty backup guy who does, is only starting for like a short period of time in a yeah. best case scenario. Um, I, at, at the very least, I feel like if something were to happen with Lamar, RG three is a really capable. Yeah. Backup who can play offense in the same system that Lamar. I mean, he's not as dynamic as Lamar, hasn't been since his rookie year. Yeah, yeah. But he could still fill in, I feel like, admirably in the situation. And there's a lot of backups who are really, I mean, like Bridgewater apparently is looking fantastic yeah. filling in for Breeze. And, you know, there's a lot of people who thought that was just a couple weeks of straight losses for the Saints. Well, and uh, I will say that. Especially uh, with no Kamara yesterday, too. We have. Kamara, the, Kamara. We have the opportunity. To possibly see another of uh, you know the Pittsburgh thing where RG3's knee not where it should be maybe they all get knocked out all in one game and we have to go to who is the third string quarterback? Oh God! Um, Depth chart. Here we go. It's the it's another quick uh, runner mm -hmm. type. I can't remember his name though. And who's the fourth string quarterback? I don't think there is a fourth string quarterback. Yeah, I, I love that story. That was uh, uh, Le'Veon Bell's the fourth <laughs> string like quarterback. It's like calling Gus Edwards and be like, you played quarterback in high school, right? And it's just like, <laughs> anybody I mean, in the huddle, like, all right, guys, uh, anybody play quarterback at any point? <laughs> I mean, like Pop Warner, I was just a tall kid. All right, you're quarterback now. Uh, let's call some plays. <laughs> when I went home for Thanksgiving, I was automatic quarterback because we were playing with an odd number of people. And they <laughs> and figured I it, outweighed they figured, them by 100 pounds. <laughs> they figured it was the only fair way to play, really. I mean, like. Yeah, I'm, if I'm, I was on either team, I would have ruined everyone. So. Nine inches taller and 150 pounds heavier than everybody, <laughs> so I figure I should probably do that. But uh, also, uh, apparently, there's another sport that has games going on right now, Corey. <laughs> you know who? You know who should be the the quarterback in case of emergency? Who's that? Fontes Perfect. Give him a little taste of his own medicine. Oh, ah, the target. <laughs> the targeter becomes the targeted. Yeah. Um, anyway, bringing yes. that full circle. 
There is another sports uh, fran- there's another sports league apparently playing games still. I yes. wasn't aware of this. And uh, their championship round, as well, a matter of fact. It's October, so I don't even know why people watch baseball <laughs> this late. But yes, apparently baseball is still on. People you say watching. that you say that now, and then five years from now, when the Orioles are in the World Series, you're just like October—the only time to be watching baseball. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like to have fantasy life. I have a rich fantasy life too, Corey. I uh, <laughs> like to imagine a lot of things, fanciful things that will never come true. Uh, but yes, the the uh, World Series is official. It is the Astros, and it is the Nationals um, kicking off tonight. As you're listening to this on your podcast, well, just tomorrow. Well. Tonight, as you're oh yeah yeah to yeah this yeah. on your podcatcher, yeah. obviously, tell me, <laughs> yeah, because they don't schedule it with Monday Night Football. Of course not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know Astros, Yankees. Astros have appeared several times in um, no, not Astros, Yankees. I thought you were talking about the ALCS. Astros, or Nationals. Yeah. Yes, uh, I'm getting mixed up on my facts. Uh, so Astros have now appeared in like three of the last four years. Two of the last four years? Two of the last three? Two of the last three. Uh, And um, the more important news out of that is, of course, that the Yankees have gone an entire decade without appearing in the the World Series. The first time since 1910 that there was a decade where the Yankees didn't make the World Series. Um, Sounds like a remarkable fact. Also sounds like uh, awful torture. Yes. But uh, we digress. I mean, I, I, uh, (laughs) I just wish that the... I'm so happy when the Yankees aren't good. Yeah. And yeah. by not good, I mean, like, not good enough to make it to the World Series. Because the people who call up on, like, WFAN the day after the Yankees don't make it to the World Series are, like, the people who are, like... Like, what do you imagine Oriole fans would do if they still cared to call into radio shows yeah. at the end of it? Listen, like, this team stinks! Sell the franchise, <laughs> move it to Florida, all right? Nobody cares. I don't understand why we have Judge. I don't understand why we have uh, Stanton. I don't understand why... <laughs> what are we spending all yeah. this money for? Here's what I think we do. We trade Judge for Trout. Then we tra- <laughs> trade yeah. Stanton for Mookie Betts. Mm. And then we trade for Springer and Altuve and Sounds like an Bregman. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's going to put us way over the budget cap. Who cares? <laughs> Luxury tax. Who cares about that? <laughs> Fucking tightwad Steinbrenners. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, it's amazing too that the the Steinbrenners have become a little uh, tight with the paychecks ever since uh, father passed away. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, see that inheritance <laughs> going up in, in well, smoke. It's like they really, they finally, uh, dad died, and they're finally in charge of the organization. They're just like, all right, well, let's look at this profit and loss sheet. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. By the way, owning a franchise for most people not this a is how much enterprise. we pay the players. This guy makes more than I do. What is Derek Dad G- doing all these years? Oh. Derek Jeter, you need to retire. <laughs> Are they still paying him? No. I mean, it's, I'm sure there's be, some right? sort of like deferred. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just to get some of that out. million dollars a year just for. I think, though, that the the funnest and saddest story most at the fun. same time. The most fun and the most sad story to come out <laughs> of the uh, playoffs thus far has nothing to do with baseball. Uh, it's a commentary on our justice system where in D.C., the judge with the lowest record of continuances granted, meaning he never delays court. Yeah. If your court is Monday at 8 a.m., there is no reason you will ever get that delayed. Gave a bunch of continuances. And you might say, well, you know, uh, maybe it's because a crowd was in town and, you know, uh, some people had trouble getting to court in the morning because mm-hmm. they were using public transportation or, or any number of those. No. 
that that would not be why. Um, because a bunch of lawyers who have tickets to Nationals playoff games ask for continuances. So, if you are a perhaps poor, the judge has <laughs> tickets too. That's oh, why. that's also true. Maybe he did. He's like, oh, He's look like, at that! My whole calendar cleared up. Well, all yeah, right. I'll give you a continuance. I'm uh, not going to be here either. I have a. <laughs> Dentist appointment that day? Yes, absolutely. Dentist appointment. I have a $9,000 dentist appointment I have to get to. I have to go see my dentist, Juan. Yes. Juan Soto. But uh, just so if you're keeping track at home, if you are a poor person who needs a few extra days to get that case together, you are out of luck. But if you're one of the top 15%, one of those lawyers in D.C., all you need is playoff baseball to get yourself a day off. So good for you. Good for you, America. This is how justice is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Mm, super excited about that. Um, speaking of how things are supposed to work in America. Oh, can we just skip down to the next topic? Oh, yeah. I have. Uh, shall, we, shall we just say that sports ball? Oh, yeah. I guess we should. Uh, we should wrap it up uh, with a little uh, video. <laughs> I mean, we spend so much on those packages. We really should just run them whenever uh, we get the <laughs> opportunity to. Should we? Uh, should you just put the camera on yourself and just let it roll for? I'm going to. I'm just gonna smoke a cigarette and I'll be back in five minutes and yeah. find you like. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why we need fucking guillotine. So hey everybody, drop here. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but uh, I made some poor economic decisions in my younger years, including taking on uh, at the time two hundred fifty thousand or so dollars in student loan debt. Well. Well, uh, I'll give you, let me, I feel like I'm going to bring you back. I feel like I need to give a little, uh, a little setup. It's, uh, you, did you have any student loan debt coming out of college? No. Okay. Well, so the average student does. Yeah. The average person coming out of a four year college these days has $20,000 in student loan debt. Okay. All of that debt, uh, or most of that debt is publicly financed through a company called Sally May, Mm -hmm. which is a non-governmental organization meaning it's a government it's an organization that has an exclusive monopoly offered by the government but isn't technically part of the government and therefore can turn a profit Mm -hmm. this seems dangerous when you're dealing with 18 year olds signing away you know years of their life now also the most expensive purchase you're going to make other than a house yeah and And the house you're not expected to buy until you can afford the house. Right. They actually say, hey, is there a chance you're going to be able to afford this? Mm-hmm. Not like, hey, political science degree. What's your plan? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be president of the United States, all right? 2020, <laughs> just wait. So by the time 2020 rolls around, I'll make $143,000 a year. Yeah. Well, no, because at that time I would have been in public service for 10 years. Couldn't have gotten wiped away. So <laughs> that's the thing. It's... It's all coming together now. Uh, but nonetheless. Um, Could have been a small town mayor of a place in Indiana, perhaps. Yes. Get all that <laughs> public service out of the way. Maybe. Uh, Wipe some a, student loan debt away. Set up an ice rink. Maybe <laughs> some sort of holiday party that involves ice. Can't miss. Can't fail. Uh, but so the average person comes out of their uh, undergrad with $20,000 in debt. Mm-hmm. And then the average person comes out of graduate school with uh, $120,000, I think, in debt. Uh, now, I uh, escaped from undergrad with only $8,000 in total oh. debt, thanks to uh, loan, uh, not loans, but uh, grants and um, scholarships, scholarships and, and you know, working my ass off in high school and just being a damn genius. But um, not to be outdone by my, my 
skill in getting that undergrad paid for did not work out for law school where I paid full dollar, full, full cash on the barrel head, 52 K a semester for three semesters. And then 27 a semester for semesters after that. Mm -hmm. Totaling uh, something like $220,000. Now that I think about 220 starting out. And that was, I graduated in 2011, which would have been eight years ago. Mm -hmm. Well, the minimum payment uh, on my uh, student loan now is something in the order of $5,000 per month, which seems excessive. Yes. Very, very excessive. And how much of that is paying off the principal? Because Absolutely zero. <laughs> because actually, my interest payments are greater. My interest accrued on that money is greater than the minimum payment I would make. So even if I could make the minimum payment every single month, mm. I would still fall further behind every quarter when the interest accrued drops onto the account. It almost sounds like this is like fraud of some kind. You would think, but it's not as if the people who roped me into that deal are taking some lavish vacations or something where they might <laughs> be spending that their Ponzi scheme money. Hate to be the bearer of bad news. But. Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> yes. Uh, so... Story came out this week that uh, while $1.6 trillion is the debt of students all over America, Sally May, the company I spoke of earlier, with the monopoly and the selling of the money and the loans and the 18-year-old signing away his life, um, sent 100 people to Hawaii. <laughs> and, for, and for a government, uh, quasi-government quasi -government. sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, seems to be making uh, quite a lot of money on the interest payments. Yeah, apparently. Like you um, would think that you would just want to send everyone to govern to college on like a zero point one percent APR or something like that. Yeah, you know, can't have that. Can't have that. Can't How are we supposed to make a profit? Well, I mean, we can make a little. You know, with that zero point one percent, you should be able to handle all the Listen, like people who work there and stuff like that. I don't appreciate that communist talk coming from you, Corey. This is just this is an American podcast. We do things the American way. Capitalism, always. Yeah. If you can make a dollar from somebody, oh, you're dying? Well, it mm -hmm. turns out I have a cancer drug. How much do you have in your savings? Because I'd like all of it, please, <laughs> and some debt. Because the cost of it is whatever you have, yes. plus 10000 <laughs> Basically, yeah. I'm sorry. You said you were dying? $100,000. $100,000. <laughs> uh, and good news. Uh, we will, in fact, take your life insurance payout if you drugs don't save your life. So there's always that. Because, uh, by the way, crapshoot. We're yeah. going to give you these drugs. May or may not cure you. Uh, hey, we're going to give you this college education. May or may not pan out for you. Could be that, you know, you're working at a record label in L.A. 10 years after you graduate law school. Not being a lawyer. Not going to forgive that debt. Still going to come after you for it. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> Unless Elizabeth Warren is elected president. Oh, uh, got, I got high hopes. Let's get one of those lefties in there and get rid of my debt. That's really what I want. Um the only reason I vote Democrat, get rid of my student loan debt. After <laughs> it so, that, it was so funny, by the way. My my dad uh, was telling him I was looking for a car, and uh, he calls up and he's just like, well, You know, uh, I think I think it would be good if you looked into the electric vehicles because, uh, you know, there's uh, it's great for the environment and you wouldn't have to rely on gas. And what kind of Republican uh, <laughs> is this? He's just like, You know, and there's good, good tax rebates for it and stuff like that. <sighs> and then he called, called later, he's just like, you know, like, yeah, we better do this because if the lefties take over, then <laughs> it'll be all electric cars. We're all, all gonna we're all gonna be trading in feelings, and <laughs> I'm just like, there's my dad. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will trade you two hugs for this car. 
But yeah. Uh, they better be pretty good hugs. Oh, I'm the best <laughs> hug giver. You're going to owe me some change after this. Uh, wait, wasn't that I'll Obama? I'll take it thing? out in chin scratches. Mm. <laughs> I feel like this is an Obama campaign rally. All right, listen. Um, nonetheless, uh, Sally Mae. How dare he wear a brown suit? <laughs> it was sand. It's a sand colored suit. They were just upset because there was clearly a term they wanted to use with him in that suit and they weren't allowed to. Now, totally fine. Use whatever terms you want. White House or not. Um, anyway. <laughs> Works out for Tucker Carlson. Totally did. <laughs> and his idiotic bow ties. Um, and so Sally May. <laughs> Most people listening are like, what the fuck are they even talking about now? Tucker um, Carlson wears a tie like a man. Yeah. And uh, Obama, who's that? <laughs> PTSD. I don't remember anything. It's uh, this, presidency, Trump, it's this presidency has been for 40 years. Yeah, so. It feels like it. Um, also, my student loan debt, that'll be for 40 years, too. <laughs> right up until the point that I die. Uh, I might luckily outlive <laughs> it by a few years. But uh, for those who are working at Sally May, they got themselves a nice vacation. 100 people fully paid all inclusive trip to Hawaii to celebrate the fact that they had collected five billion dollars. Mm. And this wasn't in the story, but. Here's what I'll get. I'll bet you. I'll bet you dollars to donuts. Very little of that was principal on loans. Most of that was people like me who can't even make the minimum payment and just make a payment. Yeah. And just pay debt that is adding on to the debt they already have. Just cutting down that interest a little bit. Um, and here's the thing. I, you know, you make a payment and you think, hey, well, we're not square because clearly I owe you more. But um, maybe we can figure something out. No, 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 no. Sally May. Hey, I've dealt with a lot of annoying, crazy women in my life who call and text repeatedly, email, find me on Facebook, which is what I'm waiting for now. Sally May has been the craziest broad I've ever had to deal with. <laughs> Calling me three times a day. And you know what I'm thinking? Like, maybe you guys are worried about profit. Maybe pay that guy to call somebody else, not me. Because what? I didn't pick up for you at 9 a.m. I didn't pick up for you at 1 p.m. I'm mm -hmm. not picking up for you at 5 p.m. either. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't pick up numbers I don't know because of Sally May. Really does sound like some I'm, of the relationship I've been I'm in. waiting for the day where they Sally May cracks the the code and figures out a way to make all their calls look like they're coming from mom. Oh. Mm. <clears throat> and then you're just like, oh, God, what's mom calling me at at 9 o'clock? Hello? Yes, you owe us money. Fuck you, Sally May. Ah! <laughs> you're now put on notice. Ah! <laughs> But uh, what I'm hoping for is that all of those black hat hackers will stop, you know, going after whoever it is they're going yeah. after. Who cares about the credit ratings of a bunch of people? Erase some student loan debt. What are you doing? It all exists on computers. There's no paper anywhere to follow this up. I'm just waiting for that. Not like hack. we had to blow up some buildings in Delaware. Let's just. Uh... Although. <laughs> um, Although, if we want to start. I was thinking about making a remake to Fight Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Realistic. <laughs> Very realistic. Uh, but, uh, Do the HB Halicky version of Fight Club. Yeah, if anybody's ready to play uh, Brad Pitt from Fight Club, it's me. Yeah. Got that chiseled eight pack. <laughs> Just can't tell. You're uh, more, the desk is blocking it. That's you're, more, you're more likely to play the boss. Oh, uh, I am probably closer to the boss's age and uh, job and body type. Uh, <laughs> and I do like a cornflower blue tie. Uh, anyway, uh, so. Where was I going with this? Sally Mae blowing it up. Oh, Welcome. um, yeah. So I'm waiting for the day that the hackers break in and, uh, you know, Sally Mae has to announce that they're like, oh, well, all of our records have been compromised. And then 
Then I'm going to take a call and be like, hey, I'd like to make my final payment if you don't mind. I believe I owe you $117. And the guy on the other line's like, well, I mean, we're showing that you owe us $300,000. Nope, I'm all paid up, $117. You haven't had any kind of like data breaches that might have compromised that information, have you? Oh, sad. So I'll be like to make my final payment, please. My Thanks, final George. $10 payment. <laughs> Thanks, George. Uh, and then get that all forgiven. Or, you know, we just got to vote the lefties in and, and uh, get some student loan forgiveness. Because yeah. you know what? I'm a spender. I'm out in the economy. Yeah, you're making things happen. I would much rather spend that money that I'm sending to Sally Mae, which is not very much. But uh, I'd like rather spend it on something else. Wouldn't it be better if I went and, you know... Uh, Bought a house? Well... <laughs> Listen, I already made my choice. I went down that forks path a long time ago. Uh, me and so many other people who said, oh, we're going to be renters forever because can't do both. Can't have law, law degree, well, and not be a lawyer. And uh, also buy a house. Just yeah. not possible. So uh, in, in closing, I would like to say, fuck you, Sally Mae. And fuck everyone who works there. And everyone who has access to that fucking server room and doesn't throw in a bunch of magnets wrapped around a, a block of C4 and just do everybody a favor. I'm looking at you. And you know what? I know you, I don't want to be so predictable, but I'm going to do it. I will fly across the fucking country. When the things, when the shit starts hitting the fan, the first guillotine I build, parking lot of Sally Mae. And I'm dragging all your asses out and you're all you, going up the stairs. You had your chance. You, you had your chance. And you know what? I, I don't like to blame the working man. Yeah. But there will be no forgiveness. There will be no quarter. <laughs> I We will give everyone as good as we got. So the torture that someone's going to have to do is uh, I have uh, many, many hours of me talking into a microphone. I think I'm just going to put them all in a room and play. I like, I like how all of Rob's hypotheticals uh, depend on liberals actually doing something. Oh, no. Which no. means that it will never actually happen. Like, this is like it's like uh you know like if I ever saw trying to uh, trying to figure out a way to say this without actually Milo Yiannopoulos criminalizing anything that I say. Don't say any political or public figure. I'm gonna go over there and trip Roger Rabbit because he's a real dickhole. Yeah, like yeah, uh it's just like I don't have to worry about that happening because Roger Rabbit isn't real. Mm, it's just yeah. like when you like Rob gets to get real worked up about like. One of these days, we're gonna get serious about guillotines, and then everyone's gonna be doing it. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as, Listen, as soon as lefty Twitter wakes up, just you wait. <laughs> just wait. The movement insurrection <laughs> is gonna take a huge bounce onto the New York Times bestseller list, a record five years after its original publication. <laughs> Even though it's out of circulation, you can't actually buy uh, physical copies of it. And then it all begins. John Smith, lead book critic at the New York Times, just happens by at Barnes and Nobles, and he's just like, huh, what's this? Forget about happening by. I've been throwing them at his head for the last six months. He Cover just, artwork looks nice on this. Mm, I like this. Oh, Let me give it a read. Flippity, 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 flippity. Oh, my God. Brilliant. Year. Yes. Uh, or. Uh, how, I is he stay, how is this guy stayed off the radar? I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll just uh, meet Oprah. Listen, if a million little pieces can make it in the book club, I feel like my book can make it in the book club. And I'm not a fraud. Anyway, so uh, fuck you, Sally Mae, and all your assholes. And uh, yeah. I'm yeah. not, you're not going to get your money, bitch. Stop calling me. All right. I ain't uh, had your money last week. <laughs> I ain't going to have your money when you call next week. I'm getting tired of disguising my voice. It's little, Hello? It's a little D.L. No, Hughley from- No, uh, Rob is not here. It's a little D.L. Hughley from uh, Original Kingdom Comedy. Rob don't live here no more. 
he don't live here no more. Yes. Uh, anyway, so now that I'm spent. Speaking of uh, speaking of your neighbor up north in Hollywood, there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix, uh, considering a bond option to or bond offering to try and uh, raise some extra capital. Yes. In the description um, for the episode, I described it as Netflix, still not knowing how businesses work. <laughs> This is this is so Silicon Valley. Just so you know, uh, for people who don't know, uh, Netflix is in a lot of debt, like what? an unbelievable amount of debt. Yeah, yeah. Um, have a lot of people, a lot of money. This is kind of how it works nowadays. Oh, that means I have in, something in common with Netflix. <laughs> hey, too. good news. Uh, uh, companies like Facebook and Amazon and Netflix will uh, just continue to rack up huge amounts of debts. Uh, to finance their products under the auspices that eventually it'll just make money, because like that's underwear gnomes. <laughs> well, I mean, good like, idea? Question mark money. Really, the thing with Facebook was like we need to make ourselves so valuable that people can't get rid of us, and then as soon as we do that, we can start making money. But up until that point, we mm-hmm. have to be cool and not allow money in the yeah. Like we have to try and keep this as like a safe space away from advertisements and following you and blah mm-hmm. blah blah. They got putting us. a camera in your living room. They got us. <laughs> but uh, but it's so convenient. My nephew can actually go yeah. over and just push my face and it calls my phone. <laughs> Has he done this? Uh, so apparently he uh, is learning that you have to touch the screen, but he gets frustrated and just shouts directly at the Facebook portal like, Wama! <laughs> <laughs> Expecting that somehow the Facebook portal is going to be like, oh, your oh, uncle you must be trying Robert to get Cheek. Rob Cheek. Yes, sure. Let's look him up. Uh, anyway, so my sister recorded him running into the kitchen at her and yelling Wah-ma! directly in her face and then running back to the living room and getting face on the portal. Wah-ma! Just trying to get it to call me, uh, which is adorable. Um but also not call. Also not gonna make, <laughs> not gonna call me. Uh, so, but you know, he's a few months probably from being like, all right, man, finger on swipe, and I, uh, I think I'm gonna. The next time I see him, I'm gonna Facetime with them, and then like walk in the room while he's Facetiming with the thing. I think that'd yeah. be super cute, and maybe Sarah will record it, and then uh, I'll have some bonus content. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we invite them into our living room because they're so damn convenient. Yeah. Have you played with the portal? No. It's got an auto-focusing camera. Yeah. You can walk around the room, and the camera just, like, follows you, and, like, the Mm -hmm. mic picks you up. It's amazing. I mean, I wouldn't put one in my living room, but I gave one to my nephew, so whatever. (laughs) Fuck his security. (laughs) He doesn't talk talk about shit that I talk about. You think I'm bad on the podcast. Just wait till the mics go off. Meanwhile, the the Facebook portal is, like, watching him with his blocks, and he's just like, anybody want to overthrow the government today? (laughs) Hey ma, <laughs> ma, ma, ma. Hey ma, I think the government. I think we should start a new government. <laughs> he builds a white house out of blocks, and he looks directly at the portal, smashes them down <laughs> off the table, sending a message. The city will run red with the blood of our enemies. Wow, um, wow, Maxon, strong Max. <laughs> I mean, I dig it. I'm down with you. Uh, apparently, I was supposed to be John the Baptist. I'm just making way for Jesus, and uh, I couldn't be prouder. It's fine. Oh, man, a little olive-skinned boy with really cute hair. Okay, that's going to be my new theory. I'm too old to be the revolutionary king, but uh, Maxon is perfect. Uh, anyway, sorry, Netflix. Yes, yeah. somehow we got... <laughs> We're talking about Facebook. Um, yeah, so basically what happened is uh, Facebook, for a long time, just 
was losing money constantly, mm-hmm. uh, continuing off of the investment of angel investors. And then as soon as it reached a critical mass, as far as users was concerned, uh, they were able to start monetizing that. Yes. Um, and and the addiction level. Yeah. Like once we were yeah, used yeah. to I mean, going as soon as there people knew that they were going to be going to Facebook a couple times a day, mm-hmm. then the eyeballs followed. And then we um, said, they said, ha ha, fuck you. We consumers are going to a new platform, Instagram. Yeah. Facebook was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Purchase Instagram. <laughs> I think you squeezed your phone. Did I? I think that was a. Did I say something Google related? <laughs> I think I said Instagram. Anyway, I think it, it was trying to open Instagram. Maybe that's one of the new phone. Uh, I don't, might have triggers. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's like, oh, well, I use WhatsApp. I don't use Facebook Messenger. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. We got that now, too. I use Snapchat. What are all the things on Snapchat that people like? <laughs> we could do that, right? <laughs> just, put it, just put it on Instagram. Bill, I'm going to need you to break down the Snapchat <laughs> thing over the weekend. Some reporter, the first time that happens, is just like, uh, you know that your stories is an awful lot like the thing that made Snapchat so popular. And it's just like, yeah, so what? Yep. Well, guess that's it, then. <laughs> Can't copyright ideas. <laughs> we just do it better. <laughs> yep. So, uh... Uh, Netflix is trying to raise more money, basically, by having a bond offering. Um, I'm sure it will go well because people really like to invest in Netflix. Yeah. Um, this, though, I imagine that they've been building towards this moment because uh, everything in their world is about to change with all the high price competitors yeah. launching into the space between Disney Plus and Apple TV, uh, uh, Peacock, which is the NBC... Uh, Comcast, Universal, streaming service. Unfortunate name. <laughs> really should have run that through a couple more marketing uh, <laughs> groups. Should have just called it Penisy. <laughs> yeah, you know. And isn't the symbol? Like, I love watching my content on Penisy. It's like a it's a two dimensional <laughs> peacock, which looks a lot like a bowling pin. Dude, you see the penis. new documentary miniseries on Penisy? Listen, I think we're, we're nailing down on. Some, oh wait, no, Pornhub already exists. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it, and I mean. The idea that I like that my coming into this is saying good for us, <laughs> bad for Netflix, Netflix probably, but like it's going to be good that there's going to be a lot more content available. And guy, be la- looking. guy launches the new streaming service. It's just like I'd like to introduce my new streaming service. Penis, strong, in demand, always wants to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be at the Supreme Court later today? What are you doing up here? I got to get Get it. down off the stage. <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh, go home. <laughs> if Brett Kavanaugh made a streaming platform, it would be called Penisy. That's what it would be called. Because it's going to end up in your hand one way or another. You might as well embrace it and just reach out and grab it. Oh, man. But his friend's going to put it in your hand, not, not him. you. Yeah, it's invitation I, only. Invitation yeah. only. I had nothing to do with it. I was too drunk to know what was happening. <laughs> anyway. If I don't remember it, it didn't happen. Good for us, bad for Netflix. Because yeah. if you're out there and you're trying to make content, having you know nine billion dollars be opened up and be like, "Hey, we're making stuff. Come <laughs> on over," uh, could be great. Uh, and Apple TV helps, and you know, and Peacock helps, and all of them help. Uh, the problem's going to be that th- that guys are going to come calling eventually, and well, you got to yeah, figure I out mean, how the, to monetize. The, the thing is that the reason why there's been such a the reason why Netflix has particularly been losing a lot of money recently. Is because they realized that they needed to invest in original content. Yeah. Uh, and shows that they own that they never have to worry about leaving the Netflix walled offices. 
Um, because, you know, like right now people go to Netflix to watch The Office. Mm-hmm. And soon enough, that's going to be on Peacock. Well, yeah, or, it's, it's leaving on January 1st. Or HBO Max or something. Like, there's yeah. so many different services by so many high players that are all, like, launching in this next yeah. year, basically. As a reminder, most of the TV you watch controlled by the same four companies in the United States. So, like, you're like, oh, well, uh... uh why is such and such on HBO Max? Oh, well, because HBO's parent company's parent company's parent company is actually NBC Universal, mm-hmm. which is not actually true. I think it's somebody else. AT&T. But AT&T. Yeah. yeah, so it's like all of these things are structured together with each other so that, yeah, so The Office won't be on HBO Max, but it'll be available on Peacock. And there's other stuff. Oh, man. I but just there's like the weird ones because like... Uh, because they have the rights to it, though. That's it. Yeah, because so Warner, like the West Wing is going to be on HBO Max. Yes. Yeah. And the way that works out is because uh, AT&T bought Time Warner. <laughs> AOL Time Warner. AOL Time Warner. Yes. Yeah, split off AOL. Had of Warner Brothers Studios. Yeah. Which produced the West Wing. So therefore, they had the, uh, the overall rights to it. Yeah. So when HBO Max launches, they're going to have it um, on the Peacock. Or on uh, HBO, HBO Max, Max because of the Warner Brothers connection. That's that's the same thing with the Big Bang Theory because yeah. they did the Warner Brothers is the studio that did that, and then sold it to CBS, which is why you watch it on CBS, but it's yeah. not actually CBS Viacom, which is a Paramount company. Which actually that's not true. That Paramount might be broke off a long time ago. Yeah, that might be Paramount's uh, like one of the weird own like. On its own, right? Yeah, Paramount yeah. and Sony are the only ones who are like sort of sitting out there in the world all by themselves. But I, but think that, like, I mean, Sony is obviously owned by Sony, the mas- huge international corporation. Yeah, but uh, the Sony Studios is kind of always thought of as like the separate little, right? You know, like it's not the same as like uh, being part of the portfolio. Like, yeah, and CBS Viacom is the top level of that particular tree. So I'm gonna Redstone. Yeah. Owned both, so yes. So that has to be. The he top. did. He did at one point owned Paramount, but I thought it was split off. It's. No, I think point, he did too. The, yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to put together where things will appear. This is the math you have to do. Is you have to be like, all right, what's the corporate parent of the corporate parent of the corporate parent, and yeah, doing just doing the like, who's going to buy Paramount to gut all their, yeah, all their all the things they own, like. How do I how do I get Bar Rescue on Netflix? Netflix buys Paramount. That's that's, <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. so the. The monsters aren't those Paramount, the ones that are Universal no. Studios. Is that Universal? That's Universal. Yeah. For some reason, I thought Paramount. What the fuck does Paramount have? They have theme parks. I know that. And no. Bar Rescue. Uh, anything that was on uh, Spike TV. Yeah, I TV mean for men. Well, I mean they have the the movie stuff too. Yeah. I mean they have Columbia TriStar. Mission Impossible. Yeah. They have a lot of TV streaming too, which is another. I mean, like hmm. syndicated TV. So they have like Dr. Phil and oh, Ju- right. Judge Judy and stuff That's like that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're okay money-wise because they make a lot off those. Did I ever tell you the Judge Judy negotiating story, by the way? No. She like meets with the head of whoever the uh, people who handle the syndication for Judge Judy is. And they have a really nice dinner at some fancy L.A. restaurant. And at the end of it, she'll just be like, all right, well, I have to go to the bathroom. And she'll slip across an envelope with the number inside of it. And uh, the executive at the other end has, until she gets back from the bathroom, to decide whether or not he's going to accept the offer or not. Yeah. Understanding that she is going to make that money no matter what, whether it's from him or somebody else. And it's going to mean a lot more money than whatever that outrageous number is. And it's always 
a preposterously outrageous sure number. Is. Yeah. Uh, oh, to be Judge Judy. <laughs> I can be rude to people. I'm rude to people for free. I'd love to do it and get paid. <laughs> I would just love to be able to like slide across like $100 million is what I require to continue doing this show. Like, well, the value of the show like, is $400 million. Yeah, I mean, like, you know. Production costs are $15. We just have to pay the bailiff to stand there. <laughs> he gets paid $15 an hour. Yeah. Just, he's an actual bailiff. He, we actually hire him from a security company. Uh, everybody just knows his name. Not even his name. Judy called him that on one of the episodes. It stuck. Not his real name. Uh, it turns out she's super racist. It's actually been four different black guys, but she just calls them the same name every single They're time. They're all Milton. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Netflix is offering a bond, uh, doing a bond offering to try and finance some of the debt. Good for us. Bad for Netflix. But hopefully uh, we'll sell something in the meantime, and it'll all be happy. And we are at 53 minutes. Yeah. So do you want to just lightning round some of these uh, political yeah, why don't topics? Yeah, All right, so um, in the... Won't surprise you at all category of the week. Uh, I think it was Newsweek, maybe Variety, did a story that they got some uh, Trump organization, not Trump the man, but Trump the company, tax documents. Mm -hmm. And would it surprise you to find out, Corey? Signs of fraud. What? Who would have thought? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why we were to expect this, because uh, also this week, Trump suggested that they have the G7 at Trump Doral. Uh, in Miami, and uh, the Democrats are just like, this is fucked up. You can't do that. And he's just like, I don't listen to you guys anyway. And the Marco Rubio is like, this is fucked up. You can't do it. And so it's like, you guys don't let me have any fun. Yeah, I, I love that. Like, it's I'm like, not going to do it anymore. The turn was, of course the Democrats don't like it. They stop everything I do. And then there's some Republicans like, oh, wait, listen. <laughs> We're okay with a little bit of graft, but this is just a little too much. Uh, so... We can have it at Trump uh, in Virginia where there's less Trump names. <laughs> Just not Doral because yeah. you have your name everywhere. So, sure. Uh, also, uh, G7's Plus. in two years. So, who knows? Uh, might not be in Miami. Who knows? We'll see. Plus, he was trying to line up the mo- the income for when he has to fight his legal defense. Ah, <laughs> see? Uh, he's a smart guy. G- G7 money comes in. I'm... <laughs> I'll cover the whole thing, especially yeah. when I charge $100,000 a night for a room. I, I do love that like whoever it was that broke this story broke it. Like Everyone was going to be like, <gasps> clutched pearls. Like, Oh, wow. Uh, there's fraud amongst an organization that's headed by a fraud uh, whose family is all frauds and who is currently committing a fraud against the American people. Color me surprised. Trump's the type of guy who takes cash that sits around. That's that's yeah, how yes, I think. He is. You know, like you have like a shithead friend who like comes over to your house. It's just like, hey, I'm going to pick you up. And we're going to go to the ball game. And it's just like, all right, well, I got to change real quick. So just sit here in the living room. And you have like two dollars and loose cash on the coffee table and he swipes it. Empty dish. He doesn't need like, it. He's just like, oh, fuck it. Two dollars. Yeah. And then like Trump is that guy. Trump could be a billionaire on paper and he's still going to be like, oh, Tupac. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, stay in the car. All right. Uh, I don't want to put you in charge of anything. Definitely not the country. Yeah. Um, Moving on. Yes. AOC to endorse Bernie Sanders. Yeah. uh, In more news that surprises absolutely no one or should surprise no one. um, I think I said in the pre-show meeting. uh, Wait, who did I say uh, would jump in the race? Damn. Someone even further left. Fuck. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the, the rule here was going to be AOC was going to back whoever the far left candidate was. Uh, I, if Vladimir Lenin came back <laughs> to life and ran for president right now, 
I think AOC would reconsider her option. But you know what? Uh, let's hear this uh, Ilanovich's guy out. I think he's got some good ideas, and uh, we'll see where this goes. But Bernie Sanders happens to be the furthest left. He's going to get her endorsement. Yeah. Uh, I think, though, the circumstances were cute-ish. Uh, you were talking about that in the, sh- in the Yeah. Uh, so apparently this has sort of been back and forth discussions for a while. But uh, the moment where AOC called and said, I'm going to do it, I'm going to give you my endorsement, was when Bernie was in the hospital for the heart attack. P.S. So it's just like, even though you people might think you might be dying, I'm going to back you now. And not, Which I think is a classy move. Not a strong proposition that a 80-year-old man, 84-year-old man who wants to be president had a heart attack during the campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, who's going to be his running mate? Bernie, if you're looking for a running mate. <laughs> and then I'll back you 100%. Because can't be AOC. She's not 35 yet. Don't let Fox News lie. <laughs> yep, yep. Can't be her. Uh, but uh, could be me. And uh, being one heartbeat away from the presidency. What better place I wonder, to put I wonder me? who I wonder who Bernie would pick. I don't know if he would go with Elizabeth Warren. I don't think so. I don't think they're the going to slug them, it out. It'll be a yeah. I don't think the two of them are in speaking terms at the end of this thing. It'll be an Obama Hillary thing. Where yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll give you something. Either way, no matter how that goes, the other person will be in charge of finance or something. Yeah, yeah. like um, because and only because by the way, because Democrats do this right, Republicans don't for whatever reason. They're only going to pick people who are safe in safe districts. Like Bernie leaves to go be Secretary of State. And that district has about a 0% chance of going Republican. Yeah. Same with Warren, like maybe a little bit closer in Massachusetts, but not really, not where she's, you know. Right. You, you can find somebody to, to run in her place. Yeah. She's going to go crown someone yeah. and they're going to win. doesn't matter. And Republicans are like, you know what? Here's a very closely held district that <laughs> Trump won by 2% and Obama won by 8% uh, four years before that. Let's pull that guy out. Let's put that race up, uh, up back on the uh, charter. So, uh. Anyway, AOC endorsed Bernie. Big surprise. Yeah. And uh, Bernie had a heart attack. And that should scare and all of you. And then showed up showed up the debate looking like fucking Rob Lowe. Like, uh, you know, like Rob Lowe has that like unstoppable nature about him. Like he's you forever just young. Bernie Sanders to Rob Lowe. <laughs> Rob Lowe, who even his mid 50s is a sex symbol. <laughs> who I'm watching. Uh, what am I going to say? I got a thing for Bernie. I'm watching him on some show that he's on now. I would like to I would like to go have soup with Bernie. That's I, what I I would love to have soup with Bernie. However, when Rob Lowe came on the TV the last time I saw him, we had he, two straws coming out of the same soup. Okay. <laughs> Romantic. <laughs> uh, Rob Lowe came on the TV in whatever show I was watching and he unbuttoned his top button on his shirt, which is just like, you know, I'm just getting comfortable, even though that's not really what it is, because that's yeah. not any more comfortable. And I found myself being like, is he gonna take a shirt off? Is he is he gonna take a shirt off? Because <laughs> I wouldn't hate that. I'm not going to turn the channel or anything. I'm going to stick around just to yeah. see what happens. Bernie unbuttons his top button, and I am throwing the remote at the TV <laughs> because if it doesn't work, I don't want to see what's coming. I'd rather have it break than uh, than have to see that. So, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, another story uh, about the old dangerous things. Not Bernie's heart. AR-15s. Uh, AR-15 is one of the uh, oldest model fully automatic uh, assault rifles available, mm. automatic rifle. Uh, and Colt, the maker of the AR-15, says, we are not making that gun anymore. So, gun problem solved. Corey? No. <laughs> the, there will be... There's another gun like it, I'm sure. Uh, mm. I think I think what they... I think what they <laughs> have... The problem that they have is that uh, uh, you have yourself a brand with no value anymore. Yeah. 
So probably best to get rid of it and replace it with the AR-16, which is coming out next year. Stuff like First that. of all. But I'm saying like the, the, the idea that, you know, it's like when the, the Pinto started exploding. Yeah. So it's like Ford looked at themselves and they're just like, can't sell this one. <laughs> you know, we're going to come back need- with the new model year of the Pinto. Yeah. We need a uh, party. Let's call this. Let's rebrand this car a Fiesta. And we're going to stick <laughs> a lot of kids in the backseat of that car. Which isn't true. The Fiesta is not a Pinto. <laughs> Festiva. Festiva. That's what it is. Festiva. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, so uh, the Bushmac, uh, the Bushmaster, which is an AR-15 model, specifically is not very popular now. And I do love that Cold acknowledged, like, well, you know, we don't really have the patent on the, the inner workings of it or the look of it at all. So there are literally thousands of lookalikes that just aren't Colt AR-15s. So... Why are we going to take all the heat yeah. for all of the guns? So we're just not going to make this model anymore. By the way, we have an entire selection of fully automatic rifles <laughs> if you would like I mean, them. The thing is, though, that's not going to change anything because AR-15 no. has basically just become the Band-Aid of guns. Yeah. Because, like, the people I hate are after some sort of mass shooting where it's just like, you know, the man went into a Walmart and shot up 27 people with an AR-15 and then there's some gun nerd who like comes in in the comments and he's just like, oh, by the way, it was actually a Jensen 894B with the interlocking pistol grip. And I'm just like, shut up. None <laughs> what of is those. That? What does that mean? What does it mean? You're just throwing out buzzwords. Yeah. None of that was <laughs> pistol grip is the only thing remotely close to anything related to a gun in that statement. But uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> the Jensen Cougar. <laughs> Technically, it was an HK416. With its fully automatic hammer relay. (laughs) No, not a thing. Uh, Guns have a hammer. Uh, No relays that I know about. That's a computer (laughs) thing. Uh, This gun has a little man inside of it who throws it really hard. Just remember, Corey ever threatens you with a firearm. (laughs) Just know that's how much he knows about firearms. So... um, all you have to do is stand there, and eventually he'll kick the magazine out the bottom of it and then accidentally just, break it in half. I'll just hold it up, and I'll be like, freeze. And then all of a sudden, the entire gun just crumbles <laughs> yes. into dust, and I'm like, ow. <laughs> it's like, I knew I shouldn't have left it in my pocket for so long. It's such like a trope, but I really do feel like you're the guy who's like, freeze, and the magazine just drops to the ground. <laughs> and you're like, oh, what's that about? Bow! And the one round in the barrel goes right by your head. And you're like, you know what? No, uh, rob me. It's okay. It's fine. I, I would rather. This is why I don't like the gun. Like, I, 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 why I don't think I should own one because I, I would just end up shooting myself. It's, yeah. There's no way that it actually ends up like. We were shooting an airsoft handgun around the house, which airsoft, airsoft, just little beads. And the first thing that friend of the show, Roberto, says is treat it like a real gun. And the first thing that Corey does is turn it around and look directly down the barrel and see where things are. Let me take a look at this thing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, to be fair, Roberto gets really obsessed about like the like. Make sure you're pointing at the ground. Don't don't fool around. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> see, that's funny. That's funny because you're making fun of Roberto. Yeah. The first time though. Funny, just because he's just like, what do you mean? And like, I'm gonna look up. I don't even see a bullet in here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so uh, also the last debate happened. Yeah. This lightning round is not lightning. Um, the last debate happened in between our lightning our round, lagging some lightning. Uh, Corey watched it. I did not. 
again, news that won't surprise you. Um, maybe news that would surprise you. Only two candidates gained ground coming out of the debate. Elizabeth Warren, that probably didn't surprise you. Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. Uh, so, Pete, hanging on there. I mean, I feel like a lot of people had perfectly fine nights. I The problem with having this whole process start so early is that, like, there's a lot of people just waiting to figure out what happens with Iowa because you don't want to be Beto O'Rourke, like, running all this time for president and not at least get a chance to see how Iowa votes. Yeah, or drop out and go run for Senate. Oh, wait, no, but I'm saying, like, you know, like, right now everything is hypothetical. Yeah. Like, you know, if Beto got second in Iowa, then there's a reason for him to stay in this race, you know? Right. If he finishes eighth, there's not. So uh, there's a lot of people who are just like, well, let's see what happens. You know, like maybe Joe Biden dies between now and Iowa and, you know, Cory Booker's looking awfully attractive all of a sudden, you God, know? Like, I hope so. But I'm just saying, like, you know, there, there's a lot of people who are just like playing this, like, we have to make enough money to survive until Iowa and then figure it out. Yeah part of the uh, the the thing that should uh concern people if they are a biden fan by the way which wasn't part of the debate but just sort of like something that was happening uh, the, the campaign finance uh reports came out and uh biden has spent nearly a million dollars on private jet travel mm. and he has like almost no cash in hand left. yep he's got like nine million dollars cash in hand left like, why is he in florida after making so hundreds of millions of dollars so far in this campaign yeah um you're next president, I everybody. I, I just feel like the debates need a new wrinkle of some kind because I'm not learning anything new from any of the people up on stage. A lot of them are like people that like if somebody told me that, you know, like I, I, I knocked into a coma and then I woke up and it was, you know, a mu- it was October of 2020. Yeah. We're about to have the election. And I'm just like, who's the Democratic nominee? Like at this point, any name that you put out there is pretty much going to be okay with me marianne williamson pretty much any name <laughs> i i don't think i would want it to be marianne williamson i don't think i would want it to be tom steyer mm. you know there's a lot of other people that like i have my druthers i would rather have it be somebody else right but i mean like if it's cory booker if it's amy klobuchar if it's you know certain select people i'm just like all right well i guess they did something that really impressed people. Yeah. And they all have the chance to lose equally to Trump, just like uh, everyone else. It's uh, here's the thing. I, I, I really, I'm curious with how impeachment goes and how badly the Democrats fuck it up because that's the, that's entirely depends on how Trump gets reelected. New wrinkle for the democratic debates. Death match. (laughs) We go to the death. I still think we should have people with dials in the audience. Yeah. And then like every every <laughs> 10 minutes, somebody leaves the, the race. Just drop the floor. Yeah. Just drops out from underneath. The them. lights turn off. It's like a. a Who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, just like lights turn off on Beto and his mic turns off and it's just like. Son of a. Because I'm out. Yeah. Uh, people what? voted you off the island. I only suggest the death match because. But of course, that, that would also make the debates like nine hours long because now. Anderson Cooper has to be like, we're going to find out who gets eliminated right after, after this, this commercial break. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. And come back. And the lights like, are. <laughs> when uh, we last left, one of these candidates was about to be eliminated. Let's find out who it is. Dun, 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 dun. Beto. I figured. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. On to our next round of questioning. <laughs> right after the message. <laughs> from the <laughs> So the, I don't know why that's my debate music. But. The only reason I bring up the death match is because I think your new buddy 
really, really would survive in a death match. He's he, got a name that says strength. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like a, when Homer named himself Max Power. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Pierre um, Delecto. Ooh, what a name. What a name. I I think I want to vote for that man for president. Yeah, and then simultaneously <laughs> a, not care maybe about Maybe a couple years ago. Yeah, and then four months he later. It sounds like he has interesting him. ideas of how many people are on the government take. In public, and then in private, <laughs> tell everybody it's all going to be the same. Don't be worried. I'm not some kind of socialist. So, uh, wonderful news. Uh, apparently, uh, Mitt Romney has a ghost Twitter account. Mm. Uh, and somebody found it and I read all the tweets and it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> chef's kiss indeed. Yes. Um, and it's now deleted. You can find copies of what it said, but it was under the name of Pierre Delecto. Mm. Um, when asked whether or not it was him, Romney said, say moi. <laughs> and that was it. So, um, but here's the hilarious thing. Like, I, I, I feel like, uh, knowing Rob for as long as I have, I can just, I, if I saw a piece of paper with words written on it, mm-hmm. I can pretty much figure out if it's Rob just by the way it's written. Yeah. 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 Um, and I'm sure he can do the same with me because that same page would be one entire sentence. Yeah. No, yeah. Just, no just punctuation a, whatsoever. Just a run on. It's like supposed <laughs> to be a scene. It's a soliloquy. It makes sense. Yeah. It's <laughs> Starts with ever since the day of ancient Rome. We've like, all right, Corey is a kidnapper. Corey <laughs> kidnapped this child. Yes. No, I'm no. 100% certain. <laughs> the, the, the tweets of Pierre Delecto were written just like you imagine Mitt Romney would sound. And it's the type of thing where I read them and I could hear like Mitt Romney's voice going like, Robert, I disagree with your premise on this tweet. Your very like, premise shakes me to my core. <laughs> I believe in America that's full of freedom and Looks- evils. Looks like you might benefit from the Mormon church. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. By the way, dead giveaway. Uh, Only accounts that follow Republican think tanks, his kids, and Mormon missionaries, where it's just like, listen, I've got a group that might be able to help you out. Just randomly tweeting other colleagues in the Senate asking if they want to buy a watchtower. (laughs) (laughs) Is this... At Marco Rubio, would you like to buy a watchtower? Is this At Mitt? Mitch McConnell. Is this Mitt? Mitt, you asked me that earlier today in the chamber, all right? I don't want the fucking watchtower, all right? The writing sucks. The illustrations are poor. Oh, poor. Uh, yeah. So uh, if you can go get the... Uh, and, go, I'm pretty, I, and I'm pretty sure your grandfather killed a man, so... Yeah, 100% <laughs> did. Um but uh, f- see if you can find the highlights of the Pierre Delecto because like a lot of it's boring political stuff. And yeah. then there's like little diamonds in the rough where it's just like, oh, uh, maybe Mitt had. Di- well, no, they don't drink. So he wasn't that he was drunk. Um, maybe he had his once a month <laughs> relations with the wife through the sheet and uh, <laughs> came up with something golden. <laughs> but it's been open since 2011. So there's a lot in there that yeah. you can just like just churn out some good things, I think. Um, but anyway, so we are already super long this week. But we would be remiss if we didn't take a very quiet moment and stand here on the Baltimore corner. Where you get the straight dope. A somber moment. Somber, yes. Uh, it seems kind of disrespectful that we make the drug joke about <laughs> this story. But, yeah. um, you know, uh, Baltimore's a rat-infested a rat infested mess, so who cares? <laughs> um, so uh, I'm sure everyone has heard this week that uh, long-standing congressman from Baltimore, Elijah Cummings, has died. Mm-hmm. Uh, a seat held by him for like 40 years. Yeah. I, like he's, 
he he's been a major influence in the city for I feel like his birth. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he was born as like a sixty year old man. I mean, he looks and like has a big just baby. been like <laughs> just doing the same thing for. This whole time. Huge influence on the city. Just spends all his nights and weekends blocking up traffic in front of buildings <laughs> and uh, You know, it's, it's funny. I, I, I thought about that a lot in this past week. Uh, yeah. And I feel like uh, it's one of those things like uh, if if we had like some massive, if, if, if I was a celebrity of some kind, somebody would have found the time to dig up that past episode where we talked about Elijah Cummings. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then it would just be a thing on variety, and I'd have to comment. <laughs> Baker talks shit about dead congressman Elijah Cummings. Yeah, but uh, we got the audio. Yeah, bitch, course. it's for free on the <laughs> internet. Go find it. And I think it was basically just like, if you're gonna drive that slow, then I don't trust you to lead. Like, yep, yep. I'm pretty sure is, that was pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty clearly a joke. Like, I don't. <laughs> I hope. I hope nobody like took that rant as like an honest like. Like Listen, Elijah Cummings is not deserving of our vote. It's like, okay. You and every <laughs> congressman who was standing on the floor of you know the House chamber saying Elijah Cummings is a lying snake and he <sighs> deserves everything. That- Wait, what? Listen, uh, my good friend Elijah Cummings, my good friend, a lion, a lion in this house uh, deserves all the respect. Uh, I'll so say you're this: just, you're doing a very political move. Good for uh, you. <laughs> I'll say this: um, if we are going to have to if we had to spend a solid week memorializing John McCain mm-hmm. as like the the old guard of the Senate. Yeah. Uh, then I feel like the same respect should come back equally on Elijah Cummings in the House because it was a very similar on different sides of the political aisle and on different sides of the of you know the aisle of, yes. ca- <laughs> yeah. of the Capitol. Uh were very similar figures in the way that they sort of uh, did their own thing and didn't necessarily always go with the party line on mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Well, um, funny he, you say that. He was a reliable Democratic vote, but there was a lot of times where he was just like, this shit is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and called Nancy Pelosi out when it when it fit the narrative, I guess, yeah. that uh, he was going to do it. But yeah. uh, I would say uh, fitting that you would say that because he will be... The first black man to lie in state in the Capitol ever. Yeah. Now, the Capitol was finished in 1803. There have been thousands, would that be an overestimate, of congressmen and senators, black men and women? Thousands, right? Like Since the 18, 1801? Since, since 1803. I don't think there's thousands. It's 200 years. Yeah, but it's... it's uh, the Every number two? of the number of people who managed to stay in that house for a yeah, long time. That's also true. And a lot of states weren't electing black people. Also, there weren't a lot of states year. back then. True. Yeah. There's more states now and more people. But same same number of congressmen. Each state had more congressmen. They've sl- not 495, but they're they've slowly increased, but it has not increased by state size. It's yeah. gotten slightly bigger, but not that much bigger. Anyway, not important. Hundreds, hundred. Probably hundreds, got to be plural, uh, of senators and congressmen have come through the Capitol. And Elijah Cummings, in 2019, the first black man to lie in state uh, at the Capitol and uh, probably deserved um, a guy who suffered through the civil rights movement, uh, then went back to Baltimore, lost, I think, two races before 
the Voting Rights Act basically created uh, an equal district where they weren't splitting up the black mm. vote in Baltimore so they couldn't elect a congressman who represented them. Well, I mean, for a lot of those early years where uh, he was trying to get in was also during the the height of blockbusting. Yeah. And like the the sort of white flight that was happening to the county and stuff like that. So there's a lot of weird sort of like uh, it's like one of those like you can't really count those losses the same because yeah. the, the the game was so rigged against you sort of thing and kind of uh like uh what's her name in georgia um oh stacy abrams. abrams yeah in a lot of ways ran those first couple races to prove like listen there's it's no like, way for me anyone to win. who anyone who really knew about that race was just like stacy abrams getting as close as she did it was basically the win yeah uh beto with Ted Cruz, like the, the him finishing like 45 percent was b- way more than he was supposed to. Yes. <laughs> so um, like even though he lost, he's sort of won at the same time. And Stacey Abrams now is going to reform Here, the way they do it in Georgia. And Elijah Cummings created three or four districts on the state level and at least one, I think just one on the um, the congressional level um, that made black voters have someone who represented them. In the state of Maryland. So here's here's the thing I, I, I did like about Elijah, which is that uh, unlike many uh, congressmen, it's very hard to work in Washington and live in your district because, you know, you're from Wyoming. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite a drive to the Capitol. Um, uh, Cummings is one of the few who's able to do that. And he always seemed to have a way stronger bond with the people in the community than almost any other congressman did. Yep. And uh, so much so that there were times thinking just like about Freddie Gray and stuff like that. He was way more involved from a from a government resources level of trying to calm the anger on the streets than Stephanie Rawlings Blake was at any point during that whole process. He like, you know, we we, uh, uh, give Pew the reasonable amount of shit. But him and Pew were the only ones out there on the streets, like actually trying to calm things down. It wasn't until uh, after they after they their work uh, had sort of worked its way through the community where other people started getting in on the wake. That's when, you know, like Martin O'Malley came in to like do his like uh, his walk through West Baltimore, walk through West Baltimore yeah. while getting cursed at on CNN. Good. And uh, Stephanie Rawlings Blake finally coming out of the hole in the county where she was hiding out until all the dangerous black people stopped doing the crime. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it, it's. As a as a political figure, I feel like he's way more divisive just because he's always sort of been like a leader in the Democratic Party. Yeah. Like he's always been uh, even before he was in sort of like leadership inside of like a lot of uh, committees and such. There was the uh, you know, he's always a, a important voice in the Congressional Black Caucus. Uh, he, he, he really has a unparalleled legacy in the Congress. And uh I think whatever is good for John McCain is good for Elijah Cummings. 100%. Uh, and uh, good luck to West Baltimore and what, West and Central Baltimore trying to replace him. Who steps up in that seat and is going to do even half decent a job representing? I mean, you got to start off with no seniority, right? They went from a guy who had almost all the say on the ways and means. I mean, something, something tells me it ends up being somebody like a B-level figure who isn't strong enough to win the mayor's mm. office. So maybe a uh, Nick Mosby. Oh, I was going to say like, a Mosby. Yeah. Mm. Were you Let's, thinking? Were you thinking the misses? No, no, I was going to say Nick because yeah. she's never going to leave that office she has now. Uh, it's too easy to let cops off. 
for you know murdering people. I don't think stuff, she so. wins anything else. That's the problem. Like, yep. Yeah, she'll what be else, that job what else could she, she run for? I mean, yeah. she's going to run for mayor. She's going to run for governor. Nick, however, though, hasn't ruined his reputation in the city, and I think he might be able to pull off a win in that particular Nick district. had a little bit of a, a white knuckler, though, in his district, which I don't mm. think he was expecting. Well, so I don't, you know, I don't know if he's assured that he would, like, go for it. I think that there's... I think there's a higher likelihood that we might see somebody like a Sheila Dixon try and get in there. Oh, God. Yeah, that's just what we need. Just to see if she can like graft at a new level. celebrity her way into it, kind yeah. of thing, you know. Imagine Name the value gift her cards, way Corey. It. Imagine <laughs> the gift cards they give congressmen. Yeah, they take us out to fancy dinners when you're a congressman. Mmm, yay! Uh, all right, well, so uh, R.I.P. to uh, Elijah Cummings, and uh, yeah, uh, so let's uh, let's get some equal treatment. It was good for John Kerry, not you. John Kerry, he's dead too, right? I think so, right? <laughs> Maybe. No, he's not. He's not? No. Oh. Who's I thinking? If it's good enough for John, John McCain, McCain, it's good enough for Elijah Cummings. So let's get to work on that. Uh, and let's hope that the, uh, you know, the parade, what do they call uh, Processional? Yeah. Let's hope the processional makes a stop down on the Baltimore corner. Or you get the straight dope. So I'm sure, I'm sure Trump, will, I'm sure Trump will show up for that one. Oh, I'm sure he'll have something to say. Um, before we I'm get just waiting it, for the tweet, too. Like they, like, the Elijah like, Cummings tweet? Fuck Elijah Cummings and the city where he's from. It's just like, Ooh. oh. Mm. Mm. Uh, so uh, before we get out of here, I do want to say a hello to uh, Rafael Teixeira, who's watching us uh, live. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should be like Rafael. And uh, if you're listening to this on Tuesday or any day thereafter, come on over to, to Facebook.com forward slash or the anthem. Join us for the live recordings on Mondays uh, or otherwise. If you're following on social media, you'll be able to catch the announcement that we're going live and then come and join us and you can make a comment and we'll yeah. say, hey, what's up to you when you say what's up to us? So, Well, uh, you know where else you can say what's up to us? Uh, where is that? Oh, the anthem.com. Corey to the anthem.com. Oh, the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. You can find more of me at my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com. Did not get that El Camino review up because I have not seen it yet. Uh, Roberto. Oh. (laughs) Roberto uh, has been catching up on Breaking Bad, and we haven't wanted to watch it in his presence, and that has made it more difficult to watch it. Mm, Um, But I am committed to more movie reviews this week. We're going to go see something here soon. Uh, If not, I will just go by myself. I will see a movie in the middle of the day. (laughs) Um, And that'll be coming up this week. But go check out the Joker one in the meantime. I thought it was a good good review. Mm Mm-hmm. How's that, eh? Yeah. Mm, Okay. Well, uh, if you guys are interested, you can check out my El Camino review coming out on YouTube tonight. Uh, well, tonight, as you're listening to this on Facebook, last night, as you're listening on uh, your podcatchers, so uh, you can head on over to Rob Cheek on YouTube. Uh, and, of course, you can find me at Robert N. Cheek on all your social networks, at Robert N. Cheek on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, Tumblr, all over the place. Um, so you don't want to miss that. And, of course, make sure you check out RobertNCheek.com where you can find links to Political Blog, the new web- news website, and the books, which are available on Amazon. Barrow's Books. Thank you. Uh, and... Um, yeah, so uh, new videos. Uh, we're looking at twice a week now. I got uh, El Camino coming out tonight. Gemini Man coming up on Thursday. I mean, I work a full-time job, but I yeah. get, uh, got reviews coming out all the Find time. Find a way. What's up with that? World What's finds a way. Uh, that? So uh, we're going to get on a schedule of posting either Netflix movies or older movies midweek. 
with a new episode and a new movie on Thursdays. Uh, like I said, Gemini Man is up this Thursday. Uh, colorful review. Had to bleep a couple of sections. Ooh. Yeah. And of course, um, both Corey Baker filmmaker. Wait, no, it's Corey Baker. What's your podcast? Corey Baker Filmmaker Movie Reviews. Is that what it is? Yeah. Corey Baker Filmmaker Movie Reviews and the Everyman Movie Reviews, both available at anchor.fm forward slash Corey those Baker two Film. things. Corey Baker Film and Every uh, Everyman Movie Reviews. Um, it's a great place where you can find links to not only Oh, the Anthem and all the places you get that podcast, but everything we do because uh, Anchor is surprisingly easy to do yeah. podcasts on. Uh, I'm a little upset that we're five years in and, does, and they've just come up with this tool because... Yeah. How much easier would that have been to get? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. We would have saved so much money on WordPress. Oh, <laughs> the struggles that we went through and the the getting on Spotify and Apple Music and the website and everything. It's the going through the multiple pages of figuring out how to properly submit to all the different yeah. I pushed podcast a platforms. Yeah. I signed out, signed in with a new Gmail address, and it took me maybe... 15 seconds yeah. to create a new podcast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a little slow. Uh, it took me 24 hours to get on Spotify. Uh, I think within 72 hours now, I'm up on most of the places that you're going to watch your podcast. Like, are you kidding me, man? Yeah. It was months. It was months of struggle to get on Spotify, to get uh, on Apple Music, to get up anywhere where anyone could listen to it without an RSS feed, without just going yeah. directly and getting it from us. So anyway. Go listen to stuff. And, Technology. Um, we got a lot of irons in the fire. We got uh, a couple ideas that we're looking on shooting in the uh, weeks coming up. I got a couple of other uh, video ideas of my own, so we'll have to check those out. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of exciting stuff going on. I got a book. I already got a book. Still need to edit that. <laughs> I have it. I have more pages if you want to take those with you. Yeah, I'll just wait till you finish. <laughs> okay. Uh, how many pages do you have left? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Enough that it would take me at least a day to work through it. I do love that, like, every week you're like, yeah, I got, I'm not working anything this week, and uh, I have plenty of time to work through stuff. And then it's like, oh, I took a job on Tuesday. Oh, I took a job Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, yeah, so. Oh. I have to go Marin on Thursday. In demand. Corey Baker, in demand. And then I always bring the script with me, or, like, bring the book with me. Best thinking, like, At some point, there's going to be 30 minutes where nobody's doing anything, and I'm just waiting. I'm just going to nope. read this. And it's just like, no, that doesn't happen. Cut to Corey on <laughs> set. Like, you guys know what the problem with film today is. Uh, and uh, Oh, shut up, Corey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on like that, too. That, was, that was part of the effect. We get enough of that from your podcast every week. We don't need that. Your movie reviews. Fine. Pretentiousness. Anywho, I yep. think we've done good here today. Uh, we've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the O The Anthem podcast, part of the O The Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. R.I.P. Trooper. Oh. Heaven is all your favorite dogs. Yo, check that out on YouTube.